the B Plus Wrestling Podcast. You the moves. You might not be an A, but you are a B Plus. Check it out. Here we go. You want to mess with us? All right, ladies, gents, and non-binary friends, welcome to another B-Plus Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Unchained. Today is Friday. You know what that means. It's Aussie Graps Day, our favorite day here at the B-Plus Podcast. Today, we sit down to take a look at everything happening in the world of Australian professional wrestling. We also like to catch up with an Aussie grappler or grappler-adjacent person. This week, I'm speaking with Ricky South, one of the wrestlers who will compete in the PWA Coliseum Tournament, which I'm very excited to attend. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time. He is the first man to set foot in the Coliseum twice, which is a special feat in and of itself. So we'll talk to him shortly, but first, let's take a look at this week in Aussie Graps News. Today was a huge day. As I'm recording this, it's Thursday afternoon. We had the first ever edition of the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW Dynamite, NXT on USA, uh, you know, this isn't really Aussie Graps related, but it is. It's it's there's huge implications for the entire wrestling world. We are in a war period again. It's the Thursday morning wars for us here in Australia. I, I think that's what I'm going to call them from now on. The Thursday morning wars. Uh, we've got Shane Thorne had a match on NXT today with Johnny Gargano. It was an absolute barnstormer of a match. It was probably my favorite match on the NXT. Oh no, actually. It wasn't, but it was It was very close. It was very close to being my favorite match on the NXT broadcast. Uh, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Shane Thorne absolutely killing it in NXT. Very much looking forward to seeing where he goes. He didn't pick up the win, but it was a star-making performance, in my opinion. And, and uh, you know, when we get the ratings, we'll know just how many people were watching. But, uh, you know, it's been a million viewers or so on NXT the last few weeks. So uh, a, a million eyes just in America alone on, on our boy Shane Thorne in NXT. So, you're very excited about uh, the developments here. Unfortunately, we don't get to watch NXT live in Australia. I had to pull up a sneaky illegal stream in order to watch, but you know uh, it does become available 24 hours later on the WWE Network. So if anyone wants to go check out that match, I give it a highly recommend. Something else I highly recommend, something I watched at the beginning of the week, well, last weekend, uh, Newey Pro presented you know their latest house show or hoose show, uh, Boats and Hoose. At the Hoosa Free Fighting there. Uh, it was an amazing show, top to bottom. It really was. Like, I always expect good things from Nui Pro. I always expect good things from the Hoosa Free Fighting. But this show, seriously, it was just exceptional, top to bottom. Uh, it just felt like everyone was firing on all cylinders throughout the entire night. Robbie Eagles made a surprise appearance, uh, having a fantastic match with Will Kiedis. We also got treated to a special appearance of Matam Hofberg, Addy Wallman. Take your pick. It was, it was, Adam Hoffman uh, cosplaying as Matty Wahlberg, doing the entrance, doing the moves. He had a blue cup. It was fucking brilliant. It was the greatest thing I've seen in a long time. Like, and and you know, we were treated to James Adultman not long ago. Uh, it's 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 the best thing since James Adultman is Matam Hoffberg. I'm huge fan, huge fan. Uh, I hope we can see him at Coliseum. We won't, but it would be lovely if we could. Uh, Adam Hoffman doing wonderful work there at the Who's Show. Well worth the price of admission alone. You can watch it on Ovo Play, of course, $7 a week or $10 a month, and you get a bunch of shows. If you get it now, you'll be getting those two Coliseum shows live as well from PWA. So it's definitely worth your money, uh, and it's worth the money just to see uh, Matam Hoffberg or Addy Wahlberg uh, and Robbie Eagles and all the guys uh, that, that put on a brilliant show there. Uh, at the Hoos last weekend. Also last weekend, we had new champs crowned across Australia. Tar Lee, good friend of the show. She won the Venom Venom Pro Wrestling Women's Championship up in Queensland. Brooksy won the Suplex Junior Heavyweight Championship. So congratulations to all the new champs around the country. There may be others that I don't know about. It's very hard to get across absolutely everything that's happening in the world of Australian wrestling because there's a lot happening. Australian wrestling is booming right now and a big contributing factor to the booming of Australian professional wrestling, in my opinion, is PWA. We've got the Coliseum tournament coming up. I've been talking about it a lot. We're heading into October now. We're in October now. And so we're, we're in Coliseum season. It's happening. It's just a couple of weeks away. Uh, we had the announcement last week that Rory Gulak is coming down from America to participate, not in the Coliseum tournament itself, but in the Coliseum show 
Uh, and we, we got a match that he will be uh, participating in on, I believe it was night two. He's going to face off against Tree Hugger Lucci. Talk about matches I didn't know I needed. Big fan of Tree Hugger Lucci. I, I think this is going to be a star-making performance for him. Re- really happy to see him get a match against Rory Gulak. Uh, he's going to get stretched to hell. It's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we also found out that we're going to have a number one contenders match for the PWWA title uh, with Big Fudge, Airbender, Royce Chambers. Great seeing Royce Chambers on PWA. Uh, Steph DeLander and Headhunter Rig in four-way action to determine a number one contender. That's also taking place on night two. Seriously, very happy to see my boy Royce Chambers getting uh, bookings all over the places. He's making his MCW debut uh, shortly as well, so it's amazing stuff. Big fan of Airbender Royce. He's definitely one to look out for. I have spoken to him on the show, so you can always go back in the archives and listen to that. We've also got Marcus Cool coming back to Australia for the Coliseum shows. Uh, Marcus Cool, also someone I've spoken to. Go back in the archives, listen to it. It's amazing. Spoke to him just, just before his big double championship match with Slex. Uh, it's a good chat. Definitely go back and listen to it. Marcus Cool, uh, you know, went viral, obviously, a few times now. He's gone viral uh, with MCW with his yellow card, red card shtick, and then with the shoes uh, at PWA Coliseum and the shoes went over the ropes. It was amazing. So Marcus Cool is definitely uh, someone to be excited for, and I'm very, very excited to see him live uh, again in the coming weeks. We've also had the brackets announced for the actual Coliseum tournament, and we've had brackets announced for the MCW Women's Championship tournament taking place next week on MCW 9. Uh, so just looking at the brackets quickly, I'm predicting Maddie Wahlberg versus Travis Banks in the final, though our guest this week, Ricky South, uh, he is a very real possibility for the final as well. So we'll have a listen to who he wants to be facing off against. He had the knowledge of the brackets before we spoke. I did not. So we'll see who he wants to be facing off against at the end of the tournament there uh, when we speak to him very shortly. It, on, in the Melbourne side of things, I'm thinking Kellyanne versus Avery makes sense as the final. Uh, Jessica Troy versus Avery could be a great final as well. But uh, I'm thinking, you know, semi-final match will get Jessica Troy and Kellyanne doing another one of their classics. That's how the the brackets look to me. So uh, that'd be a great spot uh, opening. That'd be a great match to open night to uh, Kellyanne and Jessica Troy. I, I feel like uh, MCW don't really, not often anyway, put put their women's matches in the opener or closer. And I think it'd be really cool to see Kellyanne and Jessica Troy open an MCW night because that's an amazing fucking match. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping that happens. That's, that's sort of my fantasy booking. Uh, Mark Davis has had to pull out of MCW nine, unfortunately due to injury. Obviously he was set to, the first time Aussie Open were going to wrestle in Australia as a tag team, they were going to challenge for the tag team titles there against the Brat Pack, but uh, unfortunately, he has had to pull out. There will be a replacement announced shortly. It may even be announced by the time this goes up. I haven't, but uh, as of recording, I do have no idea who the replacement is going to be. I couldn't even begin to speculate uh, with you know the kind of the kind of people that we have coming over to the country in October. Who knows who it could be? Uh, but the replacement will be announced soon. I believe this injury. Uh, happened at Bowler, so we wish a speedy recovery, of course, to Mark Davis. We want to see Aussie Open here before they inevitably get signed somewhere else, so we want to see them uh, wrestle in our country, so uh, speedy recovery, Mark. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Over in Perth, EPW uh, are at the Royal Show at the moment. They were on the Today Show wrestling with the weatherman. It was kind of hokey a little bit, but it was better than most uh, mainstream things, like it was better than the footy show or any of that sort of stuff that they've done. Uh, that people have done in the past. Uh, this EPW uh, segment on the Today Show was, you know, they're having a laugh and stuff, but it was it was a bit of fun with the weatherman. It was a good exposure, though, for EPW at the Royal Show. The Royal Show is a very casual kind of thing. Uh, it's great for the wrestlers that are, that are over there and uh, that they, they get to have that many matches in that short a time. I spoke about this last week. Very exciting stuff. Speaking of mainstream attention, we've got another wrestler entering a reality show, Charlie Matthews from PCW. Uh, he plays a bit of a stud character on PCW. I checked him out uh, earlier this week. He had a, a match that was uploaded with uh, Nate Cross on this uh, week's PCW Ignition. They're a tag team, him, him and Nate Cross. Uh, but yeah, he's got, he plays a bit of a stud character. And now it makes sense. He's going on Love Island. They're looking for love, these eight beautiful people. I'm not going to lie. It looks absolutely awful. That's me, my personal tastes. I'm not a fan of trash reality TV. Uh I watched Survivor and I became a fan of Survivor. I watched Survivor solely because Matty Wahlberg was going to be on it. And uh, I became a fan throughout the season because it was it was very compelling television. Something uh, tells me this will not be compelling television, but Charlie Matthews is on it. So I will be watching this Monday, the 7th of October on Channel 9. I can't believe I'm going to watch a show called Love Island. Uh, 
Yeah, it's it's kind of like I guess it's a dating show, right? They they put these eight single people on an island. They're all ridiculously gorgeous, just untouchably good-looking Instagram model people. Uh, why don't normal people ever get it? Like, do normal people? Do, is this the state that we're at in Australia, where where just your regular everyday people hate themselves so much that they wouldn't want to see themselves reflected on TV? Is that where we're at? Like, we, we only want to watch beautiful people. I guess it's not just Australia. It's everywhere. It, it, it just bums me out. It's not that they're beautiful. Like, good for them. Good for them that they look that good. You know, they're good, fit, healthy young people are living their life. But it's, I just, I just think it's weird that there's never any normal looking people in these shows. You know, you watch Big Brother, you watch any of these shows. There's never, I mean, Survivor, it makes sense. Yeah, they have to do some ridiculous physical challenges, but. Can we can we just get some diversity in in body shapes, especially on dating shows? Like it's it just it normalizes this gross. I don't want to get into it. That's that's a whole other that's a whole socio political thing that we can talk about on a different podcast. Uh, maybe one day, who knows? But Charlie Matthews, there's there's my random random ridiculous rant. Uh, Charlie Matthews from PCW is going to be on Love Island, so check it out. It's on Channel Nine. But you know who's not on Love Island? You know who's gearing up for the Coliseum? That was an awful transition. Ricky South. Ricky South, ladies and gentlemen, I'll cut to the interview now and uh, I'll go get a drink and, you know, chill a little bit on my weird ideas and, and come back and tell you what's happening this weekend near you. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey guys, just a reminder, if you want to hear all of these wonderful B-plus podcast episodes completely ad-free, make sure you head over to Patreon or Podbean, where we are the featured podcast this week. You can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month up to ten dollars a month where anything you want to help us with it really helps out it's going to help us grow the site it's going to help us redesign some things and everything that we get through this and through the advertising as well is all going straight back into the podcast so that we can get Aussie Graps out there for the rest of the world to hear about for the rest of the world to see so we can grow this mission of watch global support local and build indie wrestling so if you want to be a part of that and get some really cool rewards like call-in shows, bonus episodes, ad-free like I mentioned, then head over to patreon.com slash the B plus and subscribe today. Hey everyone, just want to take a second to tell you about one of our new sponsors, Outbreak Nutrition. Outbreak Nutrition are creating supplements for survival, sharper minds, quicker reflexes, all the energy you need to take your performance to the next level, whether that be on the field, in the gym, on the gaming field, that's right, they have specifically designed gaming supplements as well to help you focus on those late night sessions. They even sell coffee, you guys, at Outbreak Nutrition. You can get coffee pods, you can get coffee beans, you can get supplements for the bedroom as well if you want to enhance your performance there. These are performance enhancing supplements for every aspect of your life, specifically designed by gamers for gamers to stay fit and healthy in the gym, to stay sharp and focused on the game and to dominate in all areas of life. So check out OutbreakNutrition.com, and for being a listener of our podcast, they will give you 10% off your order when you enter the code B+. That is B-P-L-U-S at checkout. So make sure if you want to stay on top of your game, if you want to take your performance to the next level, OutbreakNutrition.com, enter the code B+, at checkout. All right, my guest at this time. Uh, joining me by the magic of the internet, provided my dodgy Australian internet holds up, all the way from Oxford Street, Sydney. He is the third man. He is the world's foremost purveyor of flamboyant aggression, to my knowledge. No longer official. You can cancel that. He is tough stuff. Ricky South, how are you, my man? I am swell. I am swell. No longer official. And may I just add, as long as you've got NBN, I think this connection is going to work absolutely beautiful. I have the worst NBN. It, oh, yeah, yeah it, it drops out it drops out all the time and i don't know why it's really embarrassing when you're like talking to tjp who's like the coolest dude and then yeah. your internet drops out and you're just like i'm really sorry about that but <laughs> no, no, australia we have like worse internet than estonia or like bolivia so <laughs> yeah no it's weird it, because i mean i'm in adelaide too and adelaide's like one of the forgotten cities you know oh man it's a city of churches <laughs> when i when i had Come the on. nbn in in penrith like I was in Penrith yeah. up there, and it was fine. Never had an issue, but uh, out here in 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 rural South Australia, um, mm. I, I get issues. So you you're know. not you're not getting the love out there. No, no, definitely not, definitely not. But let's. Uh, I wanted to talk about. You've got a huge, huge month coming up for Australian wrestling in general, but for yourself specifically, 
with the Coliseum tournament, and I want to get to that. But first, yeah. I, I feel like uh, you know this is your first time on the show. Uh, it's been mm-hmm. a while. We've wanted to get you on, but this is the first time I've actually had a chance to talk to you. So we want to go way back and talk about your first memories of wrestling. What attracted you to wrestling? What brought you towards? What drew you to this world, this wacky world of pro wrestling? Oh, this wacky world. Firstly, I want to get the formalities out of the way. Thank you for having me on for the first time. Much appreciated. Oh, that's uh, big, my pleasure. Big fan. Um, but to the question, man, what got me into wrestling, 100% without a doubt, is uh, the first time I probably watched uh, a Shawn Michaels match. And um, you know the match that Shawn Michaels had against Triple H was an unsanctioned match when he first came back from his broken back? Right, yep. At, at, I think it was Survivor Series? Yeah. That was the match that got me like absolutely hooked. I love that match, and I still watch that match in awe today. When was that? That was like early 2000s, right? Yeah, 2002. 2002, so, like, yeah. You know, hardcore uh, sort of match or unsanctioned match with Shawn Michaels in jeans and everything coming back, you know, Born again Christian from Broken Back and everything was beautiful. I loved that. Yeah, see, I was never a huge Shawn Michaels guy. I guess like growing up, I was what? kind of more. I was more the Bret Hart fan, and then you know he he did his back and stuff and went away. And I got into the internet in that period, and you know you read all the stories and what have you about Shawn Michaels. I was like, that guy sounds like an asshole. But then like he sounds like, like a douche. Yeah, but see, yeah. looking back now, I'm like, okay, I, I really appreciate all of his work. But yeah. at the time, like, I wasn't a fan. I I. I was obviously a fan of the born again Christian uh, Shawn Michaels, so the so the reborn Shawn Michaels. Then when you learn right. about his, uh, he was a changed man. Oh boy, was he a changed man! When you learn about it, the stories of his past, it's chalk and cheese. Yeah, yeah. But the one the one constant is being the greatest wrestler throughout all those years. Yeah, no. Looking back, I realize yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> I was definitely wrong. But was it? That's all right. Was it the the wrestling? that brought you into Shawn Michaels or was it the flashiness? Cause he's always been a very flashy guy. I, I think as you can probably tell the way that tough stuff really is now, uh, it was definitely the flashiness. Sorry, flashiness of uh, Shawn. So just, you know, his gear, the way he moved, the way he posed, just his little sort of, um, sort of um, the way like he's, he would just move his body and just carry himself all that. Plus the wrestling kind of hooked me. Yeah, he's very um like he he can capture your attention with every little movement. Spot on, you know. And I don't know, it's not many people in history have uh, have that capability. So for me, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels is number one. All right. So Shawn Michaels got you into it, and when when about so that was around two thousand three. When about did you decide? You know what? I'm going to actually spend most, if not all, of my spare time learning how to throw myself hard at the ground and do this thing. When I was 18, when I was 18, I uh, started up, fun fact here, I started up at a company called AWE with the wonderful uh, Psychotic. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought you were a PWA guy, like, through and through, like, from the very first rookie days. Well, I was, pretty much. Uh, JT is very much uh, loving this fun fact. For six months, I was in uh, AWE training under uh, Psychotic. But uh, after, after about, I think it was a max of six months, I uh, had uh, an epiphany. And I, I, know I, I always say that self-awareness and, um, is a great skill to have. And I kind of realized that where I'm at is not anywhere where I want to see myself in the next you know, few months, in the next couple of years. So I obviously reached out to, um, at, at that time, you know, probably the head co- uh, company in um, – Sydney or New South Wales, which was PWA, and that was nearly four years ago. Yeah. So almost, yeah, almost four. Well, actually, I think more than four years ago. And then been training uh, with PWA five, six times a week ever since. Right. So and so talk about. I mean, talk about chalk and cheese. Not to put down AWA, <laughs> but I mean PWA. I mean, obviously, Psychotic is an Australian wrestling legend. You know, up there in New yep. South Wales, uh, very well known. But then, of course. Uh, when you move over, you're, you're getting trained by guys like Robbie Eagles, you know, a, a current New Japan wrestler. Like exactly, and it doesn't take um, a genius to realize that the the trainers at PWA. We have Robbie Eagles, you know, wrestling for New Japan. We have Mick Moretti, K Man Ugg, who are absolutely tearing it up. You know, <laughs> just wrestled on Bola. Yeah, we have Madison. We have bloody Madison Eagles, the number one female wrestler in the world. Yeah, you know. Um, 
no other sort of wrestling school in the country and, you know, I would say nearly, nearly, you know, the globe can kind of match up with um, the level of experience that we have here in the PWA Academy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, for my money, PWA is the top independent company in the world, right? So, yep. and, and, and the Academy is a big part of that because the the roster, like the talent pool with PWA is so deep and that speaks to just how good, you know, the training that goes on at that Academy is. Yeah, no, spot on. And um, all, all the trainers and uh, especially the trainees here give everything or like every sort of session 110%. So, um, you know, we're kind of just creating uh, top tier talent and, you know, we're at this stage now where we have, and it's a wonderful problem to have. We have just too many, you know, to the point where like it's hard to give all these people the individual and personalized training and, um, you know, um, sort of one-on-one mentoring that, um, that they deserve to get. So the PWA Academy has just grown exponentially in the last couple of years and I'm super excited to see where it's going to go in the next, you know, next six months to uh, next couple of years. Yeah, I found it fascinating that um, PWA started doing the green label shows because they're like, look, we've got so many talent that people aren't able to get on shows often enough. So we need to we need to <sighs> introduce this green label where some of our sort of more mid card guys will be main eventing that. And then you can have you know, younger well, guys coming up. But now as well, there's Academy shows yeah, as well. Exactly. Like the green label shows, uh, we've only had uh, two of them, but both of them got to a point or like were so awesome to be a part of and had such cool environment that everyone from the black label shows wanted to be on the green label shows. <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, we can't have that happen. So we got to kind of give equal opportunity out. So hence it's why we created the Academy shows and we've got, um, so that's going to be pretty much the very first time that um, our brand new recruits or brand new uh, wrestlers are going to be introduced um, to our audience through OVO. And um, we saw them on the first PWA Academy show, uh, the likes of, and they are um, uh, Charlotte, David Streamer, and uh, Nathan Pigeon. Those three are known together collectively as the Green Dingoes. Right. So that explains the green, like, because they were wearing the green tights. So it was kind of like a young boy thing. Kind of like a young boy thing. They're not. They're not Mick Moretti fans. They're just. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're not they're applying the for the Green Nation. No, they're not applying for the Green Nation. No. They're uh, they're the Green Dingoes. Yeah, so very <laughs> young liony. I love it. I'm I'm digging it. Dingoes instead of young dingoes. lions. We've got dingoes. That's amazing. Yeah, we, <laughs> very Australian. Yeah. So if you haven't noticed them do the like weird hand symbols, that's what they're doing. Right. Okay. It all starts yeah. to make sense. That's amazing. There we Thank go. you for clearing that up. So, um, no worries. <laughs> so there's a huge difference though as well. Like you said, everyone from the black label shows wants to be on the green label shows. Cause I mean, you're playing a much more intimate room, right? Yeah. Which Max so, Watts is already like, there's like, it's, you want to say intimate, but Max Watts feels like a freaking orgy. Like it's just everyone's pocket. <laughs> it's all love in that venue. It's the best venue in Australia for my money. But yeah, it's a smaller room with that same vibe. How's that work? Um, you know what? Like the green label shows, it's a bit different because it's standing room only as opposed to uh, Max Watts where people are up on the mezzanine and people still sitting on the ground. But the green label shows we're running, everyone's right on the ring, very close to the action, tight, compact in, and um, you're pretty much, you know, uh, a close stone's throw away from the wrestlers. So, I think that's what they really want to um, come to the shows there for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a different vibe, but it's uh, it's still, like, it's it, obviously Max Watts is a very special venue. You know what, Matt, I think, um, and I don't want to uh, toot our own horn, but toot, toot away, uh, <laughs> Max Watts has, uh, I think, become almost, uh, I'll say, the mecca of venues for um, Australian wrestling. And I'd put that up there with maybe, you know, the festival hall that's in Melbourne. And I, I, I think another venue that I really want to wrestle at is um, uh, the HQ headquarters at that RCW run. Oh, it's such a good venue, dude. Yeah. I so love that, that venue so much. That, that, that's definitely up there as well. Have you seen when the Perea did their big entrance and they had like a <laughs> DJ and the full light rig and stuff? You know what? I saw like clips of that online, but I wish I was there in person to fully kind of embrace it. Cause, uh, when I, uh, 
when uh, Richard South tagged with Unsocial Jordan at RCW's, um, uh, I think, uh, recovery show of uh, Sub-Zero Pro, yes. Uh, yes. we got to experience the prior entrance even in their like, training academy, and that was surreal. So yeah, it's very, it's very high energy, but like that music, like uh, it, it's similar because HQ is, is like a, a dance club, right? Yeah. Uh, and Max Watts is a rock venue, right? So when, yeah. when Mick Moretti comes out or, or when Jonah Rock comes out in Max Watts and you, you feel the ground shake, right? Because oh, yeah. of the bass. It was like that, but like I could feel it literally vibrating in my bones. It was insane. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, the praise entrance is definitely something, um, something special and something worth uh, experiencing. I only regret I haven't seen it um, to that degree at the HQ. At, the, at the, the big joint, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was very special. But uh, so going back to um, PWA and your training and what have you, because we've, we've yep. sort of wandered off into the weeds. Uh, when, you, when you switched uh, yep. from, from AWE, did you have any matches at AWE prior under your belt? Or Yes, I did. I had about three or four matches under my belt. Right. And was it one of those things, because I, I see this come up uh, when, when you talk to people about like, you know, why don't you go train at this place or go train at that place? And there's, there's all these sort of unseen political things that, oh, I can't because of this and that and whatever. Uh, yeah. Like, did you encounter any of that? Was there like potential heat or were you just like, no, this is what's best for me. It doesn't matter and stuff all that noise. Um, you know, there was some bit of murmuring and a bit of, um, hey, what are you doing from one side of uh, the fence? But Again, to be honest, if, if you look at it objectively, PWA is where they have the best trainers, you know, world-renowned trainers. And if, you, if anyone really wants to um, be the best wrestler that they can be and really try and make themselves something, uh, PWA has got to be the place. You yeah, know? definitely. Definitely. I mean, when I was in Sydney, I trained at Australian Pro Wrestling Gym for a while. Yep. Uh, yeah, with under J-Law. Yeah, with J-Law. Yeah. And this was, yep. what, like Fantastic. six years ago? Six years ago I was doing that. And uh, yeah. even even then, a lot of us were like, oh, man, once we do, like, once, because I think at that time, Australian Pro Wrestling Gym was still aligned with AWF. Uh, yeah. And a lot of us were like, man, once we finish this, like, beginner's course and, like, the intermediate course, like, maybe maybe we should look into PWA. Like, it's a bit further to drive, but, like, but like look, because we'd go to the shows and we'd be like, you know, this is kind of mm-hmm. where it's at. Yeah. And I mean, like, um, a lot of people, when they're wondering about that, they uh kind of look at okay the the distance of the travel to pwa or to any other reputable um training school as a bit of a, a hurdle or uh a bit of a reason not to go but the those people who who overlook sort of those obstacles like we have people traveling in from canberra from penrith from central coast to newcastle uh training with us about two or three four times a week so um in the end like distance really isn't an issue um they're very like few reason, legitimate reasons to actually not come and participate in training. Uh, and the bottom line, like really, if if you really want to, if you really want to better yourself and really want to um, see how far you can take this, uh, objectively, PWA has got to be the place. Yeah, if you want to be the best, you got to be around the best. And I think it's it's pretty safe to say, especially in New South Wales, the whole the PWA Newcastle Pro Alliance because they're kind of allied a little bit yeah. there. Like that's that's kind of the place to be. Yeah, got to agree yeah. with you. Uh, now 100%. let's let's talk about the tough stuff character. Yeah? Yes, very very flamboyant, very out there. How'd you come up with that? And uh, specifically the lipstick. What brought on the lipstick? Hey, tough stuff is me. I am tough stuff. So tough stuff isn't too much of a character, but um, uh, tough stuff was uh, brought on by just a lot of the influences that I like uh, in my life. Um, so it's very influenced heavily on a lot of movies and a lot of, uh, my favorite sort of musical artists. Um, and, uh, something like the lipstick was just, uh, a, like just a, a defining characteristic of tough stuff. So, um, and something like that was just a lot different than what was currently, um, happening in, uh, the, you know, wrestling in at least Sydney at the time. So, like, very rarely would you ever see a dude put on lipstick so, yeah. so, so proudly and so aggressively, you know. So just something as small as that would instantly set me apart. And um, if uh, I was to go out there on a show and I was tasked to um, portray the lovely role of the bad guy, you would not believe how much kids make fun of a guy wearing lipstick. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, yeah. and whenever whenever they did, oh boy, like I I would reel them in real good. Yeah, do you find that to be a little bit problematic though? I mean, do we want kids to be making fun of a guy wearing lipstick? Um, you kind of makes the, the kids the heel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in 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 an ideal world, we wouldn't want um, anyone to make fun of anyone sort of wearing lipstick because if if I, I I'm very comfortable wearing that and I enjoy wearing lipstick and. Um, if anyone really decides to make fun of that, then, you know, that says, um, something about them more than it does about me. But, um, kids are just very innocent and they, um, don't know, uh, any, anything better. And the way society is and the way the media is, they're brought up that way. You know? Oh, no, I know. It's, it's, it's hard to avoid. I mean, like, uh, we try to be, uh, fairly, uh, you know, progressive in, in our ideals here and just in my family. Right. But, uh, yeah. I was watching a stand up comedian the other day. Uh, I'm forgetting Ooh, her name. Uh, Wood committee. Oh, her Mel- name. Okay. Melinda May or so- uh, Melissa May, something like that. Um, and okay. she has sort of the Ellen DeGeneres haircut. Uh, she, okay. I, I, I feel bad that I've forgotten her name because she was absolutely hilarious. It was on uh, the Netflix uh, comedians around the world thing. Oh. Um, yeah. And, and so we're watching that. And, and my, my daughter uh, mm-hmm. asked, why does she look like a boy? right and i was just like that's just how she looks like it's tough topic man but it's like how do you answer that like it's crazy and so yeah you know it's it's kind of it's hard to avoid these you know these norms that get pushed onto us and so that's why i yeah. think a character like yours uh and being so uh openly flamboyant and being okay with that and especially with the story which we'll get to soon with the mm. the social media squad stuff I, I think it's a brilliant brilliant thing to be putting out there yeah no 100 percent, and um I always try and advocate for, um, you know, open-mindedness and um, sort of just uh, everyone trying to just be themselves and be comfortable uh, who they are. But, uh, you know, guaranteed there are, there are sometimes, you know, adult men making fun of me and you better believe I am going to make them bloody eat their words. Yeah. Do you, you know? get do you get that a lot? Like from, from you know, members of the crowd? Obviously, uh, like, like I said, at PWA, that stuff's not happening. And I think a lot of places in New South Wales, it probably doesn't happen. But does it happen much? It it, do, it does happen, but it's very much the foundation of um, what I built Flamboyant Aggression to be. You know, people think that they can try and make fun of me, you know, for wearing my lipstick and uh, being flamboyant and being, like, uh, perceived as funny. But uh, when I get in the ring, when I wrestle and with my level of intensity and how I try to take people's heads off and break their necks with a pile driver, um, they kind of are a little um, contradicted within themselves because they think, how can someone, you know, so funny and looking so flamboyant be this, you know, tough and aggressive and show this uh, alternative side to what I'm not expecting. Right. And so it's, it's and sort of breaking the mold, breaking the stereotypes as you're presenting them. Like it's... Correct. Yeah. Like un- immediately presenting them with an assumption, then undermining it. Yeah, like if, if people think uh, all my wrestling's just going to be ass slaps and kisses and you know little airy fairy skipping around and slaps, then you know they got another thing coming for them. Yeah, no, you hit hard. <laughs> Thank you. I I hit hard. Yeah, I love it. You do, you kiss yeah. hard as well though. I I kiss hard. Fun 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 little side note: uh, when I wrestled Jimmy Havoc at um, the Star Casino. Um, I, I hit him a little bit too hard on one thing only, and this was like a hardcore match. And the one thing I hit him a little too hard on was the very first thing in the match where I gave him a big kiss. I <laughs> came too hard into that kiss. <laughs> that was the only thing. And, and um, he, he, brought you up on it backstage. Is he, that was yeah, it was like, it was, it was, no, he brought me up on it and we had a good, had a good laugh. So, uh. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a rough worker, man. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Because, uh, yeah. no, I remember seeing that you did the kiss-off spot with uh, uh, oh, with Dean Valente. It, here Dean Valente. In, yeah, at, at Iron Fist Pro. At Iron Fist. Yeah, and I was like, man, that was, like, I enjoyed it so much. But there were there were some people in the crowd at that at that show that were being like, mm. oh, this isn't, this isn't what we came here for, sort of thing. You know what? Um, fair, fair, fair credit to him and... Um, you know, re- wrestling's a weird beast. You know, oh, really yes. know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like a and, box of chocolates. Uh, kind of like a box of chocolates, man. And, you know, that was one of the nights where, like, um, I've always wanted to try this out and see how it goes. And I'm very much uh, a fan of, you know, trying new things out, uh, out in the ring. 
And you know what? I'll, I'll go on record and saying it that night didn't go didn't go over too well. Didn't go over the way I wanted it to, and uh, I haven't tried it since. Yeah. I love that spot, man. And that spot has been taken by other, like I've seen other people do that spot since. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Matt Hader and Rat Daddy did that spot to just like a, a raucous ACW crowd and they, they ate it up. They, yeah, they would have eaten that shit up, but um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to take credit for uh, coming up with that, that spot. That spot was a, a very classic uh, Danchoku Dino spot yeah. from uh, DDT. So Yeah. You but know, you've taken we, a lot of inspiration from, from yeah, very much so. If anyone knows what exactly the Dino driver is, that he's the originator. Yeah. Yeah. Is on. that is that a dream match for you? Definitely a dream match. 100% dream match. Me and uh, Dancho and Dino, big dream match for me. Yeah. Look, we're, we're on the verge of the biggest week. Like, as we're talking right now, we're on the beginning of the biggest week in wrestling history. As people listen to this and when this comes out, it's the end of, like, the biggest week in wrestling history, probably. How does it feel to be a young wrestler right now, looking at the landscape as it's laid out before you with all the options that are happening? Um, you know what? As a young wrestler, and this is weird coming from my perspective, you know, and I say this being, you know, very still, I consider myself very fresh in Australian wrestling. Even when I started, nothing like this was even possible, mm. you know. We were running shows out in Kasula Powerhouse, you know, crowds of 80 people, and we had zero content online. Um, but you ask the likes of, honestly, like JT Robinson or Jack Bonza, how wrestling, or even maybe on Social Jordan, how wrestling was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And they would never, never in their wildest dreams of believe that, you know, we'd be live streaming, you know, a two-day um, tournament all over the world with all these eyes watching us, you know, and, you know, viewers from all these different countries coming here, trying to congregate to Sydney, to Max Watts, to watch PWA. No one would have thought of that, even, you know, three, four years ago. So the people coming up now have it insanely lucky. So the only other question is just where do we go from here? But um, I'm, we're excited to see. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm talking as well about like just like the wider landscape. Like we've got a new war happening, right? With AEW, WWE. You know, yeah. New Japan is is bigger than it's ever been. You know, they're posting their biggest years in in history. Uh, you know, financially and stuff. And, and so, like, do you look at that and go like, okay, I I want to work towards this. I want to work towards that. I mean, your answer there was very PWA focused, was very Australia focused. Is that sort of where you're at mentally? Like, just keep pushing, pushing this, or is yep. there? Is there somewhere you want to go? You know what? I, th I think uh, something that's been a great success to um, why PWA has, is currently where it's at is everyone here has the common goal of making, you know, not not even PWA, but just Australian wrestling um, the, the hotbed, the, the current place to be, you know. Um, we all here w are working for the goal that, we don't need to go to, you know, the States or to Mexico or Japan. You know, our ultimate goal is to make PWA um, the one-stop shop for pro wrestling worldwide. Right. You guys want to have yeah. people coming from the States, from the UK. Well, there is someone, a, a few people coming from the UK for Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the goal, right? To bring people here. Yeah. The goal is to bring people here. The goal is for, for all, all of us here to not you know, go anywhere else to seek, you know, wrestling fulfillment. They can get everything that they would ever want from wrestling right here from PWA. How crazy is that, that like, uh, Jordan, uh, Osrez gifts, like he's flying over for Coliseum. I mean, he's going to every state and doing a bunch of shows. He's over at the EPW Perth Royal show at the moment, checking out some of those things, yeah, but like, like, how crazy is he's coming all the way over here for Coliseum. You know what you, if you take a step back and you just kind of realize that some of these people are just, you know, altering their lives, you know, to um, make the sort of pilgrimage over to Australia and check out PWA and Coliseum. It's, it's, it's pretty damn humbling. Like, we have people who are coming from, like, Germany and other places in Europe just coming for Coliseum. That's crazy. It's crazy. So, you know, it, it, a lot of people here don't take that for granted. So we appreciate it very much, and especially someone like Jordan from Oz Wrestling Gifts who, you know, in, in a way – um, pretty integral in um, getting a lot of uh, new f um, wrestlers out there to uh, uh, a wider audience. You know, being out in the UK, 
um, you know, a lot of the the content that he makes reaches a, a different market that you know we wouldn't have potentially been able to um, you know be in front of. So yeah, uh, I I personally awesome. know people who have told me like, oh yeah, I signed up to PWA Play because of Osrez gifts. Like yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's crazy the things that that he's done. Like uh, the gift the gift thing in general. If, like if you get a gift that goes viral, like that's I don't I, I can't even a, think I of a get prior a gift that equivalent. Went yeah. I did get a gift that went viral. Last Coliseum. <laughs> you, you were on the on the receiving end of the, of one of uh, Paris de Gift's uh, DDTs, right? Yeah, I was. So. <laughs> That's amazing. But then uh, that went viral, you know. No no, no love for me. All, all the love for Paris on that one. <laughs> but you were the base. That's very important. Uh, very important position. You know what? <laughs> all, all, all the wrestlers like, liked uh, what I did. You know, all the fans loved Paris. You know? Yeah. You, you, you had some gifts go viral out of the uh, Young Lions Cup, right? I did, I did. You know, um, wrestling uh, for Chikara, I um, was lucky enough to get further than uh, current New Japan superstar Robbie Eagles. You know, he he, he didn't get through um, the first stage. But, that's something uh, you're gonna you're gonna hold on to that and say that forever, aren't you? Yeah, that's <laughs> something I, I say as he's in the same room as me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was such an awesome experience getting to. Um, finally wrestled for uh, Chikara and you know eventually uh, I lost to the um, eventual winner there you know um, April, uh, still life with apricots and pears yeah but um, you know it, it was awesome uh, with that experience got to wrestle um, some really cool people there and make a few connections and obviously spend a bit of time with uh, our Lord and Savior Mike Quackenbush yes indeed he is, <laughs> he is a, a living wrestling god yeah Indeed, you know yeah. the amount of knowledge that that man has amassed over twenty five plus years. So it's something else. Yeah, definitely, man. You know what though? Uh, I hear Jack Bonza talk, and like, I mean, obviously, Mike Quackenbush is Mike Quackenbush, but Jack Bonza, I, I, I would love to sit under the tree of Jack Bonza. Like, you've got a gift there, right there at home, in Jack Bonza, with the way he talks about wrestling and storytelling. You know what? Um, he, he is very smart. You know, Jack Jack Bonza is. Uh, a very smart man, and um, he, he he thinks about uh, wrestling oftentimes in a way that others seem to um, not even realize. You know that can be sort of viewed at. So yeah, I I, I got to give the man credit. You know he he's a very good thinker. Um, however, I'll go on record and say I think I have a better bridging uh, German suplex than the man. So that, <laughs> oh. it's a, it's an it's an ongoing debate, but yeah. So, I'll have I'd, to see them both side by side in a tag match of some kind. Uh, please, but I'll I'll, I'll, give, I'll give the the devil its credit when it when it's due. And I uh, hats off to uh, Mister Bonza. Talking about Chikara though, man, uh, King of Trios is something I would like to see. So we talk a lot about teams that we would like to see go to King of Trios, and I'm sure yep. people would want me to say Black Shirt Cool Group, but no, I'm going to say Debauchery, man. You're going to say Debauchery. Debauchery. I want to see Debauchery. Head, what head what trio to. of Debauchery? Uh, yourself. Yep. Nikki Van Blair. Yep. And, uh, Parker. Ooh, wow. That's a good trip. Like, uh, I was just talking with, um, uh, Shazza McKenzie and, uh, Jessica Troy, and we came up with the best trio's name for us three. And we've already start want to start to make our bid for King of Trios 2020. Right. So us three will be known collectively as the Power Tough Girls. The Power Tough Girls. That is amazing. Right? All right. Uh, so, sorry, Nikki. Sorry, <laughs> I'm throwing out <laughs> the portrait. Power Tough Girls. The Power Tough Girls. Anyway. Let's, but let's get I, it happening. I, I, I would love King of Trios with Debauchery as well. Nikki Van Blair and Parker Thomas. Wonderful trios team right there. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, and, and like, uh, I'm, we're already, like, I'm looking at the clock right now. We're running out of time. And, like, we haven't talked about any of the things. I would, like, there's so much stuff, like, with FWA, with Wrestling Go. <sighs> There's so much to talk about, but because you're you're everywhere at the moment as well, which is which is pretty crazy. But I guess the big thing to talk about right now, we're heading towards yep. Coliseum. You've just done this. You're the third man now, right? You've 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 joined Black Shirt Cool Group officially. Hundred percent, Black Shirt Cool Group uh, for always, baby. I I don't know if you listen to the show much. I have a bit of a problem with the, the concept of black shirts being cool. Really? Yeah, I, just because to me the cool yeah. thing is the thing that stands out. Right, and at a wrestling show, black shirts. Yeah, you know, normal normal black shirts aren't cool, but 
black shirt, cool group shirts, they're cool. I went on record a few times on Twitter saying I, I thought that the the your SMS turtlenecks were a little bit cooler than the black shirt, cool group shirts. I'm sorry. Okay. I <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to upset anyone. Give, no, no, it's fine. I'll, I will give Unsocial Jordan his credit, okay? Uh, as much as I hated and loathed being an SMS, um, I will give Unsocial Jordan um, this. He is one of the smartest professional wrestlers that I know. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's if if anyone uh, knows on social Jordan and has wrestled on social Jordan, they would probably attest to that. And um, what what he did with uh, my stint in SMS and the way he constantly tries to reinvent and uh, revitalize, you know, that group and his character, it, it, it's phenomenal to see. He is super underrated. Yeah. So um, pe- people don't know, man. He was our wrestler of the year last year so yeah, yeah like voted um, by you guys right by the yep. by the staff yeah the, the roster yep by the roster the pwa wrestler of the year so uh, and there's a reason why so um yeah on, on social jordan the, despite me not liking him at all and despite me uh, you know giving him the good old hogan leg drop <laughs> um you know he, he's one of the best wrestlers we have that whole official richard south story and like the parallels to the NWO stuff, and it was a masterpiece. Um, thank you. Uh, I mean, it was um, definitely a slow burn with um, you know tough stuff being an SMS and just uh, slowly, just you know, slowly adopting to SMS's ideology and just classic case of Stockholm syndrome and just you know uh, the vignettes falling. were brilliant. Yeah, well, like, um, again, that, that's all uh, hats off to our production team, who's yeah. only really one, one, one or two people. Uh, actually, let me rephrase that. Our product, the people who make the videos is about one or two guys. We have a full production team every show, and I'm going to take this as a sidetrack. I want to give them a bit of loving. Our guys who, you know, work on the live stream, you know, operate the cameras, work backstage, um, do all the switching, all the audio and all that stuff. We have a, like a team of nearly 10 people doing that. And we got to give them all the love in the world because my goodness, that stuff is absolutely horrendous and a nightmare and a headache to sort of figure out and do. Yeah. They're so, the unsung uh, heroes getting you guys out live to the world. Oh now. man, they are the unsung heroes. And <laughs> Mr. Bonds has told us that, you know, we treat them like absolute royalty because they they basically, uh, as you said, are the ones facilitating us or having our faces projected out to the world. Yeah. So you guys, you guys carrying their bags like you're the young boys for them. Is that? Uh, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. No, I I actually I I am planning on speaking to some of the people who who do some more of the production elements because I don't just speak to Aussie grapplers. I speak to grappler adjacent people as well. So I'm I'm. I'm planning on getting some of them on the show so we can talk about uh, Coliseum and live streaming and all of that stuff. Uh, but let's let's talk about Coliseum, right? Now let's, that the whole it, it, something something I want to I want to bring up first before we get into the actual tournament. Uh, we've seen the the posts on social media with the shoes, right? Yes. Now that the whole thing with SMS has been dealt with, we've put that to the side. Can we pick back up where we left off with Diego? Whoa! Exactly where we left off with Diego? Yeah. Maybe not at Coliseum. I got to tell you, I'm, I need to. Uh, <laughs> I need. I need to focus on other things. You know. You know. I'm. I'm. I'm wrestling the Godfather of. Uh, Gonna have your game wrestling. face on, yeah, for the Godfather. Yeah, I got to have my game face on. Which is a, a dream match for you, right? You said on Wrestle Radio Australia that one of your Aussie dream matches is Davis Storm. It is. It is an absolute dream match of mine. Um, being able to uh, take it to the man who's you know been a staple of Aussie wrestling for for so long. Being able to uh, show them what I got and what I've learned and what I've amassed over the uh, years that I've been uh, doing this, which is, you know, puny in comparison. Um, you know, I'm very excited and uh, I'm very keen to, um, uh, you know, take, uh, you know, Dave Storm's position as the godfather of uh, Australian wrestling now. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, someone else who's in the tournament has taken to calling him the grandfather of Australian wrestling. Your, uh, you know, sometimes uh, colleague, sometimes uh, your friendly rivalry, whatever you guys have going on, Matty Wahlberg. 
you know what? Um, there's nothing friendly really about that rivalry. Like, uh, Matty Warburg's probably, and he, I'll admit, Matty Warburg talks a fair bit of shit, but the one thing that is the most honest thing about him is when he says he's the natural born athlete, um, he may, like, that is true in every sense of the word. He is an absolute athlete and a freak and a phenomenon. But, yeah. um, I reckon, uh, all the shit talking that he does, it's going to bite him in his backside. It already did with Arg, it already did with TJP, and it's going to do the same thing with Coliseum. Well, I went on record really early, before any competitors were even announced, before Maddie was even announced. Uh, as basically, as soon as he lost the match to Arg, I was like, I, I think Maddie's going to come back with fire, because at the time, we thought he was going to uh, to Fale Dojo for a couple mm. of months. And I thought he's going to come back sharpened and he's going to, he's going to, you know, go ahead and take the Coliseum. Like I called it before any competitors were announced. I was like, Matty Wahlberg's winning this year's Coliseum. Now I look at the field. I look at people such as yourself, such as the arm collector, Jessica Troy. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I look at his, uh, recent loss against TJP as well. And I'm like, maybe he just talks too much and, and he's talking his way into these high profile spots, but then it's kind of, you know, choke Wahlberg choke at the end of the day. Well, um, you know, I don't want to uh, stir the pot too much. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you said it. I didn't. But um, yeah, that, you that know, hates on me. <laughs> but yeah, but um, one one thing that I know, training with the man, um, he doesn't take losses uh, nicely. You know, so he's not the kind of guy to just uh, roll over and kind of hide in a cave. He's the type of guy. If he loses, he's going to work his absolute ass off. Um, to obviously get better, not make the same mistake twice. And he's arguably, as I'm sure people know, probably one of the most dangerous uh, individuals in PWA and in Coliseum. Yeah. Now, with yourself, right? Obviously, yep. the goal going in, you want to win the Coliseum, right? You pointed to the sign. That was amazing, by the way. <laughs> Getting to do the sign point? How did that feel? <laughs> um, uh, it felt great when I realized where the sign was. <laughs> It's over there. Uh, yeah, it's over there. Yeah. It's over there. But uh, it was a lifelong dream. Bucket list ticked off, pointing to the sign. Pointing to the sign. Yeah. And it's it's the, the most prestigious sign in all of wrestling, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm just yeah, putting yeah. that out there. But uh, who would you like to be face-to-face with in that final match? Night two of Coliseum, standing across the ring. Who do you want to see there to, to, to tie up with? I mean, I, we already talked somewhat about him, but um, I feel like the story needs to climax and crescendo to Matty Warburg versus Tough Stuff uh, final Coliseum, you know. Uh, we are pretty much, um, I'm, I'm going to call it, I'm going to say the, the new guard of the PWA academies and uh, the new um, kind of like the, the new heads, the new guys coming in. The new standard bearers. Even. The new standard bearers for future generations, baby. That's what we are. Yeah. And I think it's fitting uh, that Asu will have that final match uh, at Coliseum. Well, you've said it a lot: steel sharpens steel, and you guys have you guys have been that for each other, right? So Correct. To see him, you know, sort of get down on the knee and present you with with actual steel might be a good image to close close the weekend with. Well, it would be, but I can guarantee you, Matty Warburg ain't gonna take a knee for anyone. <laughs> no, no, but, he wouldn't. You know, I mean, I ain't taking a knee for him either. Yeah, but uh, but so so Maddie, that's what you you want you want Maddie you want Maddie to get to the final so you can stand across and prove this is it like we are the standard in PWA. Yes, but also that I am the standard in PWA. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Look, there's so much we didn't get to talk about, and I know you have to get to training because you have a huge tournament coming up. Obviously, yeah, uh, just, but just, you know, just a just a just just a tournament, you know. Just yeah, a tournament, so just, just any other tournament, no? Just, just, just your average Saturday, Sunday. The biggest tournament in Australian professional wrestling, the biggest tournament in in indie wrestling, in my opinion. I, I think I think there's going to be some really important eyes on this show. I think that uh, this is going to be Australia's coming out party with some of the guys that we've got. I mean, we didn't even talk about Travis Banks is in well, the tournament. Like... All right, you have guys like Travis Banks, Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy. Um, oh, all these international superstars. You have someone like Rory Gulak, who is a legitimate grappler who um, wasn't uh, able to, you know, get into the 
Coliseum tournament. That's how um, competitive it is right now. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, Coliseum, we wanted it to shape up to be the equivalent of what Bowler is um, in the US. We want uh, Coliseum to be, you know, that that pilgrimage that people want to make to, uh, you know, experience Aussie wrestling. And um, I'm just going to quickly say when we look back at uh, Coliseum, uh, we're going to note or we're going to realize that the Coliseum was the event that really was the catalyst to a massive spike and a big, a big rise, a big boom in, you know, um, Aussie pro wrestling. So Coliseum's shaping up to be, uh, something out of this world. I really believe that too, man. I, I truly believe it and I'm on board and I'm coming up. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be there. You know, uh, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to, to shaking your hand and, and saying hi and, and all that stuff. You're, you're actually the first person to compete in two Coliseums. I am. I, I am the only person so far to compete in two Coliseums. That's I'm crazy. So I'm, yeah. I'm breathing some rare air here. Yeah, one of a kind. Let's hope, let's hope I go viral again. Yes, do it. All right. Well, where can people find you if they want to see you and help you go viral? Where can they find you online? You know what? Uh, I do have a Facebook page, but uh, I don't use it too much. I need to revamp it. But mainly on Twitter. I am uh, on Twitter at TS Ricky South and on Instagram as uh, Tough Stuff RS. Um, both on my main forms. I love Twitter. I love Instagram. I use them the most. Yeah. So follow me there. And also uh, wrestler merch as well. Uh, and just follow the PWA page. Absolutely. And there's so much we, we didn't get to talk about. I'm going to have to get you on at another point in time to talk about your other part stuff two, as baby. well. Yeah, part two. We'll have a part two coming soon. But thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, man. Thank you very much. Look forward to part two. Awesome. All right. So there you have it. Ricky South. He wants Matty Wahlberg in the final, in the final match. He wants to stand across and prove that he is the standard in PWA. And looking at the brackets, it's possible it could happen. We could get a Ricky South versus Matty Wahlberg final. How great that would be seeing these two, you know, uh, PWA Academy stalwarts uh, just just face off over over the, the over the sword that they've got. What's the name of the sword this time around? I, I can forget. Green Thunder. The fight for Green Thunder. It would be amazing to see Ricky South and Matty Wahlberg in the fight for Green Thunder. Uh, but the, seriously, the bracket is so stacked. Orange Cassidy, Jessica Troy, Matty Wahlberg, Chris Basso, Ricky South, Davis Storm, Sam Osborne, and Travis Banks. How? How can you pick a winner? Any one of them could conceivably win it, except for maybe Orange Cassidy. I don't see Orange Cassidy walking out with the win, but pretty much any of the others could win, could feasibly win this tournament. It's, it's, it's insane. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I, I can't wait to get there. And, and Ricky South, of course, uh, is, is a strong contender. He's a very, very strong contender. So uh, thanks so much for coming on the show, Ricky. And uh, if you like that interview and you like other Aussie Grappler interviews, you can check out On the Turnbuckle this week, Dowie James stopped by. My new favorite Dowie James, I'm calling him Antifa Dowie. You know, you've got CK Dowie, you've got uh, Super Dowie, you've got Karate Dowie in Underworld Wrestling, and now we've got Antifa Dowie. He's turned on the fans and he hates people who prop up capitalism. But, you know, buy a Dowie shirt. I don't know. Uh, Dowie James was on on the turnbuckle. Have a listen to it. It's a wonderful interview. He and Tony Shebeki. Tony Shebeki's been been sort of, you know, going at him and burying him about his burial of the fans for uh, a few weeks now on the podcast, and so they they finally go face to face and hash it out. And it actually ended up being quite respectful, which isn't what I expect from Antifa Dowie. It's not what I expect from you know Boomer Tony either. But, you know, have a listen to it. It's a pretty good interview. I'm, I'm a big fan of what the On The Turnbuckle boys do. And if you want to get out and support local wrestling this weekend, that's what we're all about here. This weekend in Victoria, PCW present their usual slam and ignition events at the Southeastern Entertainment Center. Also in Melbourne on Saturday, NAW celebrate the end of footy season in Albion. In New South Wales on Saturday, AWF are at Mothership Studios in Marrickville for Ladder to Glory on Sunday. In New South Wales, Wrestling Go present You Go Girls 2 at the Marion Community Center. Jessica Troy, Kellyanne, two out of three falls. Can't miss it. Silver medal match. Definitely get out to that one if you're in the area. There is no reason. It's an amazing match. It's an all-women's show. you got to get out there. In Tasmania, TCW Rogue takes place on Saturday. Go back in the archives. If you're from Tasmania, even if you're not, go back in the archives. Listen to the chat I had last week with Liam Lacey. Yes, there is wrestling in Tasmania. Get around it. Over in Perth, WPW All Ages at the Valdivis Recreation Center on Saturday night. In Adelaide, PWSA present No Man's Land on Saturday. And on Sunday, Wrestle Rampage return to Lion Arts for Ground Zero. So go to the Facebook, get your tickets, get around it. 
Go out, support the boys and girls of Australian professional wrestling. Cheer the good guys, boo the bad guys, buy a shirt, and support this thing that we all love. And if you want to support us here at The B+, Plus, you can do so at patreon.com slash The B+. Plus. Sorry, Dowie. You can also follow me on social media at the Greg Unchained on Instagram, at Greg Unchained on Twitter, and station head where i spin tunes while i prepare for some of these shows we also have the b plus wrestle on twitter because wrestling wouldn't fit the b plus wrestling everywhere else like share subscribe five star review if you like what we do and thank you so much for listening